Minds and Bites podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy And I was gonna do a podcast, and I'm gonna podcast, and I'm podding the cast. I know I've done that before. I don't care. You had a dream, and it came true. And it came true. You're Anne Hathaway. <laughs> you beat me to it. I dreamed a dream of a podcast. Which she oh. held her Oscar like a baby. I it was so know. good. It was the so funny. The greatest thing about that is we've managed to already bring musical theater and wrestling together once again. Yeah, we're so good <laughs> at once this. Again. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the friendship that will never, ever end, Danielle Radford. <laughs> I've got with me the queen of Kelk Stream, Lindsay Kelk. <gasps> I like that one. And our special guest from the podcast, WrestleSplania, it's Rachel Killerman Millman. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Sorry, I had to do the, I could just kill a man. <laughs> All right, so Rachel, what we like to do when we bring new friends on the friends. pod is we want to talk about how you started with your love of wrestling. Oh my God, well, I have a whole podcast about that. Uh, basically, what started my love of wrestling was a year and a half ago, I was was trying to plan a ladies' brunch, and I invited uh, my friend, Kath Barbadoro, uh, to the brunch, and she said, yeah, but I might have to cut out early. I'm going to be watching wrestling with our friend, Tim, and he just got a dog. Do you want to come? And I said, I haven't seen Tim in a while. Ume looks like an adorable puppy. Shout out, Ume. And I've never watched wrestling, and I've always wanted to get into it, and I've never had anybody to sort of guide me through it. Um, and it was Wrestle Kingdom 12 was the first thing I ever watched. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just, what I, what happened, I just like tweeted out like a couple observations about the Young Bucks that I probably no longer really stand by. Um, <laughs> and, but it was such an overwhelmingly positive, like, oh my God, Rachel's talking about wrestling. Former guest of the show, that's it, Hunk Tears, LB, literally was like, oh my God, Rachel Millman is tweeting about the Young Bucks. What the fuck is going on here? And I was so excited by such a warm reception from wrestling Twitter, which is a thing that will never happen again. I experienced Brigadoon that day. Um, <laughs> oh, you, you, you got positivity from yeah, wrestling no, Twitter. No, Congratulations I, on like getting said, your day. You like get a day. Like Everyone said, gets a day. It was my Brigadoon. Um, and often we, you, you bring up musical theater, you know. Often we it. share that day. So Yeah, yeah. Um, and Kath has uh, sadly decided to focus on comedy because she had some other things that she had to focus on. So now it's just me doing WrestleSplania, exploring the wonderful world of professional wrestling with uh, six of my friends. That is fantastic. That's my fun journey. You and now I'm a psycho and I'm doing <laughs> shit like flying to Chicago for All Out and going to LA for Bola and yeah, doing 10 shows, Mania Weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the call. Please to have you. No one can say I'm not enthusiastic. I think that's no. like a very well, important they can't, factor. But they will. Like that's what we know about wrestling. That's but, true. You know, we're pleased to have you. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy I'm here. Sure, and a, another good voice joins the fight. Yay! I'm glad. As many as we can get, we're just collecting them. Yeah, so right. this this past weekend was Class of Champions, WWE's last show before they have three, three, three televised programs on cable to keep track of. <sighs> yeah. This show was bracketed by Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, so let's start with their first match. They lost the Raw tag titles to Robert Roode. Robert, all right. And Calling him Robert Roode is still like, all right. I just feel like I'm mad at him. Like, Robert Roode. Robert, Robert Eugene Roode yeah. or whatever his My dad's name is Robert, but like he goes by Bob. And if you want me to think of like, Robert Roode is like an uncle or a dad. Like, he has to be a Bob or a Bobby. Yeah. Although, honestly, like, Bobby Roode, I get it, because he's not like a kid in a propeller beanie. But having him be Bob Roode would be really 
Bob Rude is much funnier. <laughs> no, Bob Rude is uh, he's it's much funnier and more importantly, fucks more. Yeah, yeah. he's grill dead. Yeah. Robert, Robert Rude is not getting a lot of play. No. <laughs> but so uh, Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler um, now have the tag titles. Does anyone have any huge feelings I, about the tag titles? So full disclosure before we even start, no. Um, but also like I was been very busy I, i'm just get letting myself off with everything i'm absolving myself of all responsibility because i'm getting married next week but oh i'm really god. fucking busy i'm really fucking busy you guys oh my god yeah that's, that's the crazy thing. it's silly it's stupid who would marry a boy why i don't know i don't know uh, the We're whole thing's chaos with our own it's it's i've agreed to it now it. i'm getting really good health insurance so that's why you'd marry true. a boy that's, that's a good reason also so, like love maybe well that's in the it's in the mix it's in the mix I really but, like how nihilistic you are about your own wedding I am English <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to meet you guys um, but yeah all wrestling I have consumed over the last week has been consumed with one eye on screaming at my fiance about the guest list so like I watched this match um, and it was on and Jeff came in the room and he was like oh I didn't know they were a tag team I'll be like they're a tag team now and he's like what's gonna happen I don't know I'm like I assume they're gonna lose and then they'll have a reason to be mad at them each other later and that's what happened. And that is Would what you happened. believe it? I watched this and I had sort of a take on it, which is that like I, unlike Vince McMahon, I love tag team wrestling. <laughs> Hard same. Yeah. Tag team wrestling is really fun. You can do a lot with it. Um, and I do love like all the shade that the revival is throwing on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I have I have so many positive things to say about the re- revival, but we can save that for their match. Um, but I will say that like there are people who are adept at being a tag wrestler and people who are adept at being a singles wrestler. Absolutely. I don't know what Seth Rollins was like before he was like Seth Rollins of the WWE that we currently know him as, but I think he is so just position like positioned towards being a singles wrestler yeah. yes. that I think he kind of struggles a little bit as a tag wrestler. Yeah, he's not a tag wrestler. I've he never no, and like, he's not. I love Braun, but neither is Braun. Unless he's no. tagging with a child. In oh, he's, case, that's true. He's very, very he's good at tagging brilliant. With a child. He's actually documented the best adult male wrestler to ever tag with a child. I, I just, met him two days after that, and it was like he was the most over guy in the Delta Airport terminal at, in New Orleans. It was yeah. incredible. It was Hell incredible. Yeah. He was doing laps of like everybody just like wanting to be like absolutely because uh, he was and he was like radiating joy about doing that. But like I think. I get why Braun isn't a comedy wrestler for a lot of reasons, but, yeah. like, please make him a comedy wrestler. Actually, like, a big boy, big boy team of, like, him and Rusev, that would be so much fun. They could just be called the big boys. Yes! It could I'd be wear called a big, big boys boy t-shirt. Season. It could be called big boy season, and they could come out and chant every season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would wear that shirt. <laughs> oh man, if they could dress like Bob's big boy. <laughs> That's a good idea. I really like that. But anyway, yeah, I... It's weird that I found Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler to be the more cohesive tag team. Well, because both of, I feel like, especially with, like, Roode has more tag team experience. Yeah. And you're right. Like, there isn't, there is always this tendency, especially in WWE, to take hot singles and put them together in a Mm -hmm. tag. And that's not how it works. Tags have to, tag teams have to be cohesive. They have to work well together. They have to have chemistry. And, like, I think Seth and Braun obviously like like each other to a degree, but they haven't developed that chemistry. That like, takes work. And like, I'm sure Seth has out of ring chemistry with his fiance, but like, it's is the it, the in ring chemistry is dubious. So it would take a lot of work. I feel. I mean, I I liked the match. Don't get me wrong, but it was very much like okay, this is the first match on the card. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Very much. And, and like, just... I don't like being excessively negative about wrestling because I love wrestling and I enjoy it so much. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it was just kind of, it was kind of a weird start. I agree. Yeah. All right. So then of course they main evented the show in a match for the universal championship, which Seth Rollins won to retain. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like this is like the right decision? It it is. I think the only thing that I feel weird about this pairing and why they teamed them up as a tag team in the first place and, and what doesn't make sense to me is it felt like it should have been a longer program, like it should have had more time to develop, more time to develop their chemistry, more time to mean something. Yeah. But it's already over. And the fact mm-hmm. that it, that match was over and then overshadowed by what happened at the end of the match. Because now it's like, oh, he, he had a match with Braun. 
But it's like, it's the Fiend now. It's the Fiend now. So, like, so you just put brought Braun in, throw him into a tag team storyline and a main event storyline well, yeah. for two minutes, and it meant nothing. And we are going to get more into the Fiend yes. later, of yeah. course. But first, what did everyone think about Bailey's uh, very short match against Charlotte? I was fine with it. I know I it was it. short, but it was short with a purpose. It told yes. a story. It furthers the story of new Healy Bailey, where she's like, no. I like dipshit coward Bailey a yes. lot. Yeah, she's fun. I she's want so to see her fun. do a Benny Hill run out the ring. I was like, yeah, she got that belt. And I really enjoyed that. I think it grew the story in a way that it didn't need to be 20 minutes. I think, yeah, I think it's. um actually like a pretty good note for that character too because Bailey's kind of a little kid and little kids like run away when it goes like that. I'm just like, nope, if they don't catch me, I can't get caught. Yeah, and that's the new thing. She's like, I don't need to do like, you know, Charlotte's like, you can't go 20 minutes toe-to-toe with me. And he's like, guess what? I don't need to. (laughs) I can cheat. I really enjoyed that. And what's great about that is also if they ever do where she's the full-on like yelling at the audience heel, if you make her a kid having a tantrum, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. I I think she's it's it's fun. I think it's bringing something to the character that's she's needed for the push for a while. Yeah, I agree. And we were talking about like not well developed things. This wasn't developed for very long, but they're like both Bailey and Charlotte are so talented that you're just like, "Oh no, this is fine. Yeah, I really enjoy works. this story." Yeah. They've done to her what they did with Sammy, where yeah. when they did the Sammy heel yes. turn and they're like, "Actually nothing about her character dramatically. Obviously there was cheating this week which was yeah. different, but all they've done is turn her up and have her say, to the point where "I don't annoying. get it. Why are you annoyed at me?" Yeah. Like, yes. "I'm just still me. I'm loyal, you guys. Oh, I'm the, I'm a good friend. Look, I've always I've been I've got there. the wacky yeah. waving guy." Yeah. And she's what? like waving a little bit more aggressively she's like shout like getting in people's face with her you know like she's just doing that little bit more it's just a tiny bit more and it just elevates this character into a new plane and it makes it heal and i love it that's so perfect much. um it does make sense here as julian writes in the script to talk <laughs> about this so becky lynch did cause a disqualification against sasha banks so she's still the raw women's champion i think that this was a great move yeah I loved it. it oh, it yeah. It keeps the story going. It Make gives us a reason to see this again. The The trajectory of Becky as the man was always going to be that she turned into a power-hungry asshole. Mm-hmm. And, and also it just worked up, perfectly. Like, that's a stone-cold move. Yeah. 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 And it was always, always going to be that she's going to be stone-cold. She's never played this character as a face. She's always played this character as, I deserve this. Yeah. And either you're on board with it or you're not. And that will be where the face-heel-tweener stuff comes in, because mm-hmm. at some point, the crowd will turn against it and that's the same with Stone Cold it's like sometimes you're on board with it sometimes you're not on board with it and right now I'm like I'm still thinking it's super fun um speaking of more women yay yay Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retained the women's tag team titles they did I love Nikki Cross yeah I love her I love her I love her I love that they had this match of like weirdo fighting a hot girl yes yeah and like the dancing oh my god and I love when fucking, I'm sorry, I have to mention it here. I love when our truth calls <laughs> called Alexa Bliss other, other Carmella. Carmella. Other Carmella. Whenever is he, so he refers funny. to another woman just as other Carmella, it's the greatest thing. It's so, so good. It's so fantastic. Yeah, like I, I know technically I should be mad that the goofiness of the 24 7 belt interrupted like a really good women's tag match, but. It was perfect because I love the twenty four seven belt more than I love I lo- it it's, so fucking it's much. It's so perfect. Kurt Hawkins, get that pay per view money, baby. <laughs> Do it. No, I was Cash mad that about check. it. Cash that I check. was mad about it until Alexa went in for the pin, and yeah. then I was okay because I was like, oh, Alexa took over the narrative with it, so I'm actually fine with it. But yeah, when it came in, I'm like, oh, here they are ruining a women's match. I'm like, she's gonna pin him, and she didn't. But it was okay. Right, and and I almost hope that like. They're kind of testing us to be like, because, you know, obviously they had uh, Maria yes, win it. Yeah. But I hope that they're kind of testing us with like. And Kelly Kelly has also been a 24 7. Yeah. Like, champion. like, can we have them? Can can they do this like in the ring yes, like please. that? And would we yeah. like it? And it's like, I, I do. I do want it. <laughs> Even if it interrupts a women's match, if the end oh, is also, that a woman has. Yeah, the then that's 24/7. fine. But yeah, also fine. like 
Alexa doing the roll up was like wonderful and perfect yes. because it was a great way to like do this goofy shit and have them be like, oh wait, no, the there's a reason we're the twenty four seven people. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta run. No, 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 no. Oh wait, actual wrestlers. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> well, also like. We have done a series of bonus episodes that I will be continuing on WrestleSplania called The Shadow Realm of people who are majorly stuck on the undercard. Mm. And the 24-7 title is The Shadow Realm t- t- title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, there was also a lot of New Day on the show. The revival. Hell yeah. yeah hell yeah. <laughs> First beat Xavier Woods and Big E for the SmackDown tag titles. I'm, you know what? I love the New Day. Nothing can hurt them. No, never. nothing can hurt them. Nothing the can tarnish forever, them as long never, as they, never. yeah, as long as they're together, they are just fine. Nothing can yeah. harm them. I so I'm okay, and I love the Captain revival. Captain and Tennille. Yeah, I will keep them for together. The only thing holding the revival back in terms of like where this storyline is going, which I actually like, is that they are like in conjunction with Randy Orton, who makes it a Blue Lives Matter thing. <sighs> well, he's a terrible, terrible, terrible he's trash not. human. Yeah, we've talked about this extensively, all of us, uh, yeah. on the podcast and off. But <laughs> in watching this tag team match I realized what I want to happen with the revival and won't happen would you guys like to hear it yes please okay um so if they're going to continue to try to position themselves as like the nega new day Mm. what they need to do is lean into the revival part of the name and make themselves the the wrestling version of the righteous gemstones because <laughs> WWE is really good at doing the trash version of HBO Prestige. Yeah. And like those, the like S- Scott Dawson doing like a Righteous Gemstones thing would be so funny because Vince put the New Day together as preachers. So it would be preacher versus guys who were like cool ministers. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would definitely be like youth minister. Oh. Like, I'm not certain they've got the acting chops, but like I'm not no, saying I don't want to see it. I think it would <laughs> Look, be you really saw them funny. scoot their booties across that stage. I have, and I've sat with them, and like I interviewed them at Mania this year, and they are very passionate about tag Scott Dawson in particular. Very it. earnest. Oh like, my god, very earnest. I sat next to him on a plane, and he was like talking to me about how much he loves Casey Musgraves, oh, and I have been who oh, does like God Casey Musgraves? I know. That's what rooting. I should have done for the intro song yeah. for Scott. <laughs> just ever since. Ever since, yeah, because it's like okay, they're delightful. Yeah. I mean, no, as much I know as... you're the heel, and I know I have to root for the new new day for a lot of but reasons. They're great. But you guys are so much fun, and, and I'm glad as... they're getting screen time. I'm so glad they're getting screen time. Yeah. As much as I hate Randy, like I, it, this is a good fit. They're that same school of kind of shitty yeah, not... assholes. Look, I love I... men with big asses, and the oh, revival has that. They have giant asses. That is true. <laughs> well, and it's also baby's like, got back. All of them. The three of them are very much like, we're just going to punch and we're just going to do whatever. We're yeah. not, we, we, we wear come trunks. here to do any of the rest of this bullshit. We're kind of snooty. <laughs> we're just here to fight. Yeah. I, it does make sense as much as I'm like, ugh, Randy. It makes sense that they are well, together. And Randy did lose. He yeah. lost super clean to Kofi Kingston. Yes, God, man. Well, he, and we've talked about this on the pod a lot. Randy Orton has never given more of his all than when he's against Kofi. And I firmly yeah. believe it's because he genuinely likes him and respects him as a person, as a vet who has been on the roster for forever. Like, you can see the respect. I don't want to give it up to Randy Orton. He's going to do something tomorrow that's going to piss me off. We've already <laughs> talked about this. Yeah. But one thing he does consistently is he will give his everything in a match with Kofi. With Kofi. Oh, it's like when Brock is awake, I guess, is your logic. Yeah. Yes. Just like, I don't know, Randy Orton looks like Voldemort's older brother. Like, I can't move past it. See, he also, he, to me, he looks like uh, like jacked Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I can't stop seeing it. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry oh, I did my, that to you. My stomach hurts. I did that to you. Hell, why? And you can never take it back. I really can't. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, there. Um, so then really quick, Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn in his corner beat The Miz to retain the IC title. I fucking love Shinsuke and Sammy together so much. Also, there was a cape. Also, there was a cape. I love his new gear. Yeah, yeah. Who's the greatest? I'm you know always I love a fan him. Of new you gear. know, I, and the two of them. You know, it's it's a dream for me. And the Miz is always fantastic. Always. You know, and, and he can't have too much. He's got to move. He's moving house. 
He's moving house. He, he doesn't, doesn't want too do. heavy a schedule right now. He's in that. Look, he's in that Target that I saw him at. That he's I in that Target. <gasps> he's moving house. He was, he was in a Target. I didn't say anything. He's having we... another baby. He's presumably getting ready to make another Marine. Yep. Like, I don't know. We were both in I housewares. Love I love great. him. I love him. That's what a delight seeing Miz at Target. It was fantastic. We oh were both God. looking for, uh, I believe we were both looking for light bulbs or something because you know he flips houses. That's yes. like a real of thing. Of course, he, does. he flips houses. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. Maurice he buys like houses. Right? Yeah, he buys says, like a house in Silver Lake, and then Maurice Lake. sells it. And then Maurice <sighs> sells it. He is truly a reality star because they all flip houses. He look. He's going to get in wherever. If if this doesn't work, and if Miz and uh, if that their show doesn't work, he's going to be the new Property Brothers. We're going to call it <laughs> Property Bro. And finally, before we take a break, Property Woo Woo Woo. <laughs> Property Woo Woo. <laughs> Eric Rowan beat Roman Reigns, but not before this man returned for the assist. And a full lamp of steam. What the? Is that? No. It's Harper. What the what? Harper. It's always that same delivery. Is that? It is. It's such a TNA ass delivery. They have to all sit in a room together and say, after three, what the? Like, one, two, three, what, what the? the? Yeah, they, that... they practice it. it. Is. They practice it. It's just such fucking TNA ass delivery. But okay, um, so Harper's back. Yay! I love him. I, I love him. Too. I love him as a human. I love him as a performer. I am so pleased. I was sad when he left. A couple of days ago, I was like, I wonder if he'll show up in AEW. And then obviously Vince thought the same thing. I was like, drive a truck full of money to that man's house <laughs> and bring him directly to the ring. Uh, I'm delighted. I'm so happy. I love him. Well, Lindsay, it's Wednesday. Yay! You know what that means. Yeah, I do. Oh! <laughs> I love it means he's so- I saw him at his show over Mania Weekend, and he gives off very, like, Calming vibes. He and all you ever he hear up, like, very, is that like, everyone loves yes, him. You vibes. only ever hear that the boys in the back love that man. And I had a friend interview him when he made that movie last year, and he said he was super professional and just the kindest, nicest man. He's like the he's like him. the best dude to ever get cast as like a southern fucking cult leader person. I love him. All right. If you've got any thoughts on Clash of Champions, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after a break to talk about the rest of WWE shows up next on Tights and Tights. The Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast that destigmatizes the very idea of having a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> We're Ben and Adam, the hosts of The Greatest Generation, and the technology we've developed is that nobody knows what you're playing in your earbuds. You know, with legalization, it's easier than ever to find out what's in your buds. <laughs> but we suggest that you legally find The Greatest Generation wherever you download your podcasts. We'll send it to you in a discreet, unmarked package, <laughs> and nobody has to know but us. That's The Greatest Generation. The Star Trek podcast that you didn't know you needed, yet makes you feel like you belong. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kell. And... Rachel Millman. Yay! Yay! So immediately after Seth Rollins beat Braun Sturman... Sturman? Sturman? No, I we'll like keep it. Braun Sturman. Sturman. We found out who his next opponent is. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Oh my god, no. Oh my god, no. Oh my god, no. I'm like, oh, it's that guy who has been popping up a lot because he works here. Yeah, that's what I say when renters do. (laughs) It's like, you knew it, but like, did you know it? Oh my god, no. The Fiend also got involved with Raw, attacking Seth again, along with Kane, kind of? Kind of. Along with Mayor Kane? Mayor Kane. 
<laughs> he attacked the mayor of Knoxville. No- Knoxville. In Knoxville. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a felony. Yeah, I don't think you're actually allowed to hit the mayor I when don't, you're in I town. Didn't, I don't know if you've ever been in a taxi in New Orleans and there's a little sticker on the back of um, the separation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the it divider says, where it's like, me? if you murder a taxi driver, it's punishable by death. And I'm like, is that not the same everywhere? But it's like, in New Orleans. And I'm like, okay, I won't murder this taxi driver. If, if like... Killing a taxi driver in New Orleans is punishable by death. Surely laying a finger on the mayor of Knoxville in Knoxville is at least punishable by death, if not by, like, hang, draw, and quarter. I just, look, if I live in Knoxville, obviously if you voted for Kane, it's because you were really excited for Kane to be your governor, or your your I have family who do live in Knoxville, and I can confirm this information. See, but it's also, like, let's say he does get injured. Yeah, right. Do do the taxpayers pay for it? (laughs) Who's who's footing that mayor? They're Kane paying bill? for it morning, <laughs> noon, and night. You know, like oh, did they pay to get his outfit sprained. cleaned? I don't know. <laughs> like in my brain. Sorry. Uh. No, that's exactly. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there were some great photos that came out. That photo of like the fiend holding like Seth. It's fantastic. It was image. very yeah. like. Uh, Crypt Keeper EC old school like 1940s comic books. It, yep. was, it was pretty fantastic. I just want them to find a body double for Bray so we can have Bray fight the fiend and like he can defeat the evil. I mean, they've there's a mask for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. I just think it's kind of really impressive that he can physically like do anything in the mask and the context because like he can't see. No. Yeah. Or breathe. And no, like, it's like when they're doing, sorry, I'm going to nerd out for a second. They've been doing the press for the Mandalorian. And what's his name? <laughs> and what's his name? Uh, Pablo uh, Pascal has been like, I can't see shit out of that mask. And I'm like never taking the mask off, which I'm like, why do you cast Hottie Von Hots a lot? Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. It's so waste it's, of it's a face. all masked wrestlers are hot and they are finally applying that logic to the Star Wars universe. That's all masked wrestler- wrestlers are hot. They're not hiding a not pretty face. They are all incredibly attractive. Yeah. It's so weird. I was never for um, a good friend, the fiend. I mean, I'm still not hot for the fiend, but um, until Uh, he didn't start masked. No, but it was until the jumper when he got the jumper. I'm like, why do Uh, I fancy an old man in a sweater? uh, What's about me that I need to talk to myself about? It may be. Yeah, I was like, he's filling out that sweater like so many hot geography teachers. Look, I think that you've just needed like a, a, a scary Mr. Rogers in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have Mr. Rogers in my life. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, you oh. needed one. Yeah, I needed Scary Bray Rogers. <laughs> I just think that claret sweater does him all kinds of oh, favors. Oh, it, it does him real good. <sighs> um, speaking of next opponents, on October 4th, Kofi Kingston is fighting Brock <laughs> Lesnar for the WWE. <laughs> your air okay. of just resignation about this is magical. <laughs> okay, we're going to apply your Orton logic here. Mm-hmm. If he if he if he might be awake, we don't know. I'm trying to be positive. He could be uh-huh. awake, but I is he gonna win? Because if he's gonna win, I'm gonna I'm be like, really just, sad. I, I'm gonna be really really mad. He don't sell merch and he don't sell tickets. That's my thing. Is no. like they're so locked into this like but Brock Lesnar MMA there, right? blah blah blah. No one buys tickets to walk. Fox watch. wants him there for the big. You guys got to get day. ready because Kofi is 100% losing this match. I know. He's no, losing. No, but like maybe oh, sorry, it's, it's just happening. because it's the big match that Fox wants. But like why would we want this every week? We've had this. Just fucking We've had Kofi, this. Kofi sells tickets. Kofi sells shirts. Kofi sells merch. Kofi gets people to buy cereal. I just don't understand. Brock brings fucking nothing to the table Plus, anymore. I, I no haven't one even cares. had time to miss him. And not that I've ever missed him, but I haven't even had time to grow indifferent to him. Like, I'm just like, no, it's too soon. Mm-hmm. Go away, ham I man. Didn't know he, I this is. I literally just learned he was fighting him yes. while we were... Huh. The ham. I mean, uh, my hope. The human is, ham. The my side of gammon. Is that it's fucking, da- you know, like David versus Goliath and like Kofi doing all of his Kofi shit and like hopping around and doing flips and saving himself. I hope but he literally not. brings a rock and hits him in the head. Yeah. I mean, it yes, would be interesting that. to show the Fox <laughs> audience, you know, like, give them a really great long match and have Kofi win it and show the Fox audience that it is going to be different. It's not yeah. more of the right. same. The hope Please. that we're going to have is that they're on Fox, so they're establishing a new version of the brand that uh, cares about wokeness and identity politics and wants to do right 
and I does not care it's also about Fox. the network that brought you Glee. <laughs> it, it's uh, also Fox Disney. To be fair, Fox is now owned by yeah. Disney, so it's a different ballgame. It's Fizney from the network that brought you Glee. Maybe yeah. they'll give a shit. I just I resigned myself to it, and if it was any, if Kofi I think had been booked any less strongly over these last eight months that he's been champion, I would probably be more upset about it. But I'm fine with it. If he's got to lose, he had to lose the title eventually. I'm, I'm fine, fine with him this. losing the title. I don't want to lose it to Big E. Just, just not want, to no, I don't want the new day yeah. to break up. So I would. Just want no, 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 no. Like it's like a friendship thing. No, I don't think. Here's the great thing about. The, like uh, I don't think that the normal rules of tag stuff apply. I think that if Biggie did it, it would be a, like a fight of respect. Yeah, it would exactly. be like it'd be like an episode of Up Up Down Down. You where, could like, have... get a little cranky, but they yeah. would still be like, "Look, like I know you all expect that we're gonna hate each other, but yeah. we are fucking brothers no matter what." You could do a we really beautiful storyline where Kofi says, "Oh, I don't know who my next contender is," and Biggie and Woods kind of look at each other and they're like, "Well, dude, you know, if you ever want." competition ha ha mm -hmm. and then Kofi says you know what you guys deserve a shot you earned it yeah and then like you could have a Woods E match to get a contender mm -hmm. out of the two of them and, and then, then have, at the end you know, they hug and cry yeah and then Kofi versus fucking Big E and at the end it could be all hugs and cries they hug and cry because as we all know the motto when anyone wins for New Day a win for me yep. is a win, win for three yeah and it's Aww. passing the torch, which is what Kofi's talked a lot about mm -hmm. with working with his brothers. Working with his brothers. I, I think it could be beautiful. I don't think they'll do it, but I think it could be really, really and beautiful. I, that that's like, I don't you... think that writing staff has any interest in doing any of that, though. Like, knowing no. how they do things, I'm just... Why not? Like, I'm not blaming the writing staff. I never do. We all know who's at fault. Sure, yeah. I just think they should give me the book. Give her the book. Give me the book. Pass her the pencil. Give me the book. Uh, Raw was also, ooh, the King of the Ring finals. And after beating Chad Gable, <laughs> Baron Corbin is our King of the Ring. So we knew it would be Baron Corbin because the throne is huge. But I was thinking about <laughs> how funny it would be to like have J Chad Gable looking like a little kid at the doctor's office. Oh, my God. Giant throne. Oh, my God. <laughs> that Lily Tomlin sketch. Yeah. Where she's just in the yeah. huge chair. He's yeah. going to have a little step stool. They have one back there. I, listen... I'm happy Chad Gable got on TV. Hard same. And get, he had, get a paycheck, baby boy. Well, he got I two great you. nights out of it. He got Raw and SmackDown. He got to come in and kick his ass on SmackDown, which I appreciated. Smashed up the throne. He was like, fuck you, I should have won. And I'm like, okay, this isn't over. I'm fine with this. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with this. I mean, what else are they going to do with Baron Corbin? Because, like, I would be... Drown him in the ocean. Like, <laughs> take him out to sea and leave him there. I am Make not here. Make him stop here. wrestling in a button-down. I am not here uh, for this Baron Corbin no, revival, like, this renaissance no, we're having, where I'm everyone's not... suddenly like, oh, he's fantastic and he's hot. What? No. The Get hot out. thing is Get perplexing. Out. Get out. That's Listen. fine. We all have our own... Listen, I just said Brad is jumper, but Steve come on. Buscemi could probably lay it down if he wanted to. I do not get the Baron. Think of the stories Steve Buscemi would tell you afterwards. I absolutely 100% exactly. would get down with Thank that. Thank you. Oh, yeah, my God. What's Baron Corbin going to tell you afterwards? Oh, like, so one time I had long hair and I didn't used to wear button downs. Like, oh, cool. Good, cool story. I made everyone really mad once because I was eating Chipotle while they were breaking down the ring. <laughs> just like, I mean, okay. I just don't. I just it does nothing because does nothing. because you have introduced this topic. I do think I would have a lot of questions for him about his minion foot tattoo. But that's because <laughs> I have a broken brain, and it's fine. But that's that's the first date. That doesn't mean you're going home. You know, like that's that's yeah. that's what he opens with on Tinder. There's a photo of his minion foot tattoo oh, on I Tinder. Would swipe right for that so time. right, you swipe right, and then you're like, oh my god, minion foot tattoo, and that's so, his opening line on Tinder oh, forever. Yeah. And you find out if it was and a then dare. That's it. I like so like. I don't want him near the 24-7 title because the 24-7 title is a thing of joy. It's too pure. What else are they gonna do with him? But I do think, like they are. If they, if I have to have him on me, t my TV, everyone being like, "Why the fuck did this guy win?" as a storyline, is the best that I can get out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be positive. There were just guys. so I'm many other people, I, and we respect and appreciate that. I try, but this is where I would have loved me. Joe. Gable. Joe, I wanted Joe. I Joe wanted Gable Joe so bad. Would have fucking kicked ass. Uh, but you know we've got uh, server Corbin always remember to tip your servers unless it's Baron Corbin 
Well, he's something. the manager. Yeah. He doesn't need the tips. He doesn't need the tips. He's who you call. He takes tips. I know. He definitely tips. skims he tips. Skims. Oh, yeah. He's one of those ones where it's like, we all put it in a pool at the end yeah. of the night, and then everyone yeah, takes a tips. certain percentage. Yeah. yeah. I hated working in pool tip restaurants. Awful. It's the worst, and it should be illegal. Um, yes, I agree. Are we excited about Rusev coming back? I love buff Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I always look. I'm. I love Rusev. I'm super horned up for Rusev. Thank I feel like you. I've been very clear about that. Him and Samoa Joe, just very super. There horned just up. needs to be a stable called Big Boy Season. Yeah. It's time. I want it's that t-shirt. I want that t-shirt. They, they did what the League of Nations just because like, oh, we have some foreign people. No, give me big my boys. big boys. Put yeah. your big boys together. Like, I think maybe not a permanent stable, but if you like you have like the the weird, the what what's the Facebook thing that they do where they pair off the people who are odd pairings and the intergender stuff? I can never remember the name. Oh, it makes my Mixed challenge. challenge. Okay. For the mix Mitch Max challenge, they need to do something similar to that where they have only for like a limited time the big boy season stable. So then that way you have like Rusev and you have Big E and you have Samoa Joe and you have Braun Strowman and then you have Drake Drake Maverick run the whole thing. And yes. then that's the stable of Big Boy Season. <sighs> Give, Give me the us. book. Give her the Give book. Give me the book. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have to talk about this. There's no way to avoid it. Do we? We We have to. There's no way to avoid it. What are we talking about? Fucking Maria Kanellis. (laughs) Who I love. I love her. I want so much better than this. And it's like... I'm furious that this is what they're giving her. This is... And she is working so hard. This is a literal cuck stereo. Like, it's literally like, I am having a black man's child. And we're doubling down on it every week. It's like, oh, you thought we'd had enough? No, let's keep this going. Until it got to, like, the cuck part of it, I thought Maria Kanellis' gender reveal party was one of the funniest things I had She's amazing. Oh, did we all see the tweet, Sarah Logan's tweet? It's the greatest moment. I should have put this over, but uh, someone tweeted, just a random viewer of tweeted saying, like, oh, did everyone see how Sarah Logan looked so uncomfortable during the gender reveal? And Sarah Logan replied, saying, I don't like kids. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. And now I will love her forever. Uh, Ever and ever. No, until this part of it, it was so funny like just insufferable straight couple. That's such a funny bit. I think mm-hmm. Maria Canellas is hilarious. I think she is such a legitimately funny person. She's fantastic. I interviewed her last year and I was blown away by how smart, how passionate, how committed, how savvy That's she is. That's why she's making this she's work. St- to any she is degree. working so hard to make this work. And yeah. she's obviously decided like the only way to get through this is to go balls to the wall with it. That's correct. Yeah. She's, exactly. Uh, uh, you can't half ass this. If this was Twitter, we would call it tweeting through it. She's tweeting through <laughs> she's it. She's tweeting through it. It's just unfortunate that it fucking sucks. I so yeah, like I mean like Pinning him while she's pregnant is so funny. That was so great. Funny. Street Profits hosting a gender reveal party is like such a funny thing. The gender should have been fiend, obviously. Um, <laughs> like it's, I, I actually didn't, I, I'm bad, like I said, I'm bad at keeping up with this. Not out of any sort of like, you know, political or like, no, it's bad writing. Like, no, I don't have that good morality. I'm just disorganized. Um, what gender is her baby? Or did we not know? It's a boy. The gender is Rusev. I understand it's a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Instagrammed well, that it was a boy. So what I want... For if, now. If I we're, mean... If we're yeah. going to do this and we're going to We have, could be wrong. Yeah. Rusev is the father of my child. That means Lana has to beat her up while she's giving birth. And that's a good bit. And just also, poor Rusev and Lana just constantly in these like... Is Lana just weird... gone? I don't know. Because she's I... gone from Total Divas. That's confirmed. Feel like I, I wonder feel like if a lot Lana of people... is just gonna be gone. I don't know. Because this feels like a real slap in the face to Lana. And I have... knowing Lana from Tote Steves as we do. Yeah. yeah. And now assuming and having spent some time with her while she was drunk in an elevator. Nice. Thanks for ditching me, Ms. Lynch. Um, <laughs> that was a fun story for off the air. Um, but like, I just feel like whether it is or not. She is someone who would take this incredibly personally. Yeah. This feels like a real slap in the face for Lana, who has been canonically his wife throughout. Yeah. Yeah, I I would be really mad if I were her, but my hope is, and maybe this is hope against hope, is that it's like she's going to have to come out and fight Maria. I hope so. I think that would be really funny and fun. because I'm hoping she's, she's off training. I think she's like funny enough to pull that off. I oh, yeah. think they're both funny enough to pull that off. 
No, they're both hilarious and they yeah. should be doing a program together. And I really do hope that Lana is off doing more training because she is very talented on Mike. But we all know that, like, you know, and, and that's not her fault. That's clearly what they told her to focus on and what mm-hmm. they focused her talents on. Yeah. But if you want her to be a wrestler, yeah, she has to do. You have to train for that. I'm really hoping that's what it is. And she's not being sidelined um, due to fucking up or not fucking up. Um, <laughs> boom. Plenty of people are mad that Cedric Alexander keeps losing. But is it better for him to be on TV as much as possible, even if it isn't a loss? I don't know. I don't know. So He, he deserves the world. Yeah. I really loved seeing Cedric... When I went to Raw Live, it was kind of wonderful to see Cedric get the pin on AJ's racist ass and trigger the thing that everybody wanted, which was Stone Cold coming out again. Not to get like too discoursey about it, but that was a really wonderful thing. He was the only, it was like a huge like 10 man tag or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. He was the only black person in the ring. And he got the pin, he got the pin on AJ. Also, you can never be too discoursey for the show. Oh, that's true. <laughs> There's no but story. you know, I I like to provide that caveat. Um, but yeah, that was like a wonderful thing. But yeah, he keeps losing. Where is and to AJ? Like uh, AJ is, I can't separate AJ's massive, massive stores of undeniable talent from who he is politically. You have to it's take... really hard for me. I used to be able to. Yeah, because you got AJ the I Gazelle. Like, I can't do it. you got AJ the Gazelle the with the gazelle. hair, mm-hmm. but then you've got mad old racist Uncle Alan. And it's like, if you can, great. The gay community. If you can't, you can't. Yeah. And, you know, in the interest of us all getting along, it's it, both are okay, but like mad old Uncle Alan... <sighs> It's too much for me. Uh, I just, I, I just pretend he's that sexy, sexy fucking like the, the handyman from the something to do with your hands video, <laughs> which I bring up all the time and I encourage everyone to watch. And on that note, okay, so NXT is debut debuting NXT <laughs> like she's coming out like it's her fucking NXT <laughs> is doing a debut. Yeah. The debutante. ball. NXT is debut. Why can't I talk? NXT debuts the night that we are recording this. Fuck y'all for putting everything on Wednesdays when we record on Wednesdays. It's very selfish. It's It's very selfish. Fuck all of you because now it's like everything's going to be a week late when it comes to fucking NXT, which it already has been and we're all fine with. Also when it comes to AEW and I literally just realized that today and I'm like, God damn them. So are you expecting that there might be a few main roster people who are going to just like go do some stuff with that brand for a second? I'm expecting that could be. I just don't think they need to be i'm assuming like there'll be a few pop-ups and i'm okay with like the odd pop-up here and there but like i would just love to see them stand on their own very capable feet just if you're gonna do it do it with someone who like bring apollo creed it has to be or it has to be nxc legacy yes like i'm not against this rumor of kevin owens being involved like that seems okay to me um, but it has to be NXT Legacy. I don't want to see Cena coming and going like, hey, look at all these kids oh, trying so hard. Cena in NXT would make me laugh. Can you imagine? Sorry. I no, I would laugh for a second. With his new but hair and yeah. his like, weirdly tiny lower body and widely still massive upper body. It's like, oh, I, I co-sign all of this, fellow children. Yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> Let us know your thoughts about fellow kids and everything we discussed. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in the show notes when we come back we've got some things from wrestling world that you should know about that's up next on tights and fights kardashians michael cohen hashtags clickbait memes oh. <laughs> debunking rebunking regular sized bunking Bodie mcboatface do any of these words make sense to you? Then maybe Trends Like These is the podcast you should be listening to. We put an episode every week on MaximumFun.org. Hosted by me, Travis McRoy. And me, Courtney Enlow. And me, Brent Black. Trends Like These on MaximumFun.org. Because with Trends Like These, who needs any memes? Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by Lindsay Kell and Rachel Bowman. Yay! Woo. 
All right, so this week we want to end the show with some of the things from wrestling that we loved and that you should know about. This is the three count. Rachel, guests, go first. What would you like to put over? Oh, my God. There's so many things I like is the thing. Um, But I'm going to put over something that happened a couple weeks back when I was in Chicago. Mm. You can watch it on YouTube. Jake Atlas had an incredible, incredible intergender match with Priscilla Kelly at Rise that mm. I was lucky enough to see live. I, If you guys can't get the link from this, just at me on Twitter and I will get you the fucking link because it's really good. I would like to put that over. It was a wonderful, wonderful intergender match. Jake Atlas is about to explode. Priscilla Kelly keeps blowing up. I can't say enough good things about it. You should just go watch it so you don't have to hear my words about it and so you can have your own feelings about it. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Lindsay? I'm putting over alcohol. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is left field. Uh, so I went out for dinner on Saturday. Uh, my friend uh, picked a restaurant in Hollywood called Yamashiro, which is a, for the people who don't know, don't live in LA, it's like a big old Japanese house. Like it's mm, it's really mm. old. It's been in LA forever. They filmed some of memoirs of a geisha there, which they're like they filmed that there, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't good. Like, and also <laughs> like that's basically about prostitution. Anyway, um, pol- politics aside, it's a cool place if you're in LA. It's like on top of the hill. You have amazing views of LA, and it's all uh, Japanese, and it's incredible sushi. The food is really great. Um, so I got the cocktail menu because I've met me. I'm like, I will take it, thank you. And what was the second drink on the list was the Kinshasa. And I got really excited because I'm like, oh, I actually don't know what Kinshasa means in Japanese. Yeah. It's like it must mean something also as well as Nakamura's finishing move because it's a drink. What was the third drink on the menu? Shinsuke Nakamura. No! And the bar manager at Yamashiro, his name is Billy Ray. He's a mock. He's one of us. I was so excited. I The waiter was very excited when I ordered my Nakamura. He was like, how did you know how to say that? I'm like, I hate to break it to you. Um, <laughs> I'm a dream. It's so exciting. The Kinshasa is uh, Japanese vodka, lemon, lychee, and opal basil, basil, if you will. Um, and that was fine. The Shinsuke Nakamura is Japanese gin, lemon, wildflower honey, and Szechuan bitters. Mm. And that was exceptionally good. So if you're in the whole Hollywood area and you're on the lookout for a delicious wrestling theme cocktail, Yamashiro, go see Billy Ray, tell him you'd want an Akamura. Remember the name of it, but there is a sushi restaurant in Midtown in New York City where the owner is a huge mark and has a former like IWGP belt on display. At this the is joyous. This is wonderful. excellent news. Oh, that's wonderful. lovely. All right. So for me, I am putting over the thing that has delighted me the most today. I am putting over fucking MJF just baiting all of my nerd friends. So (laughs) MJF, as you know, he has a match coming up versus Brand Cutler. Brand Cutler is known for being huge into D&D. He has like D&D stuff on his, like dice and things on his merch. Mm -hmm. Nerd. MJF (laughs) tweeted a photo of himself flexing that said, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. It's him being the biggest heel Whatever. I love him so much. I love it's MJF. So He's fucking fantastic. So, funny. so, Joe Manganiello, who very famously plays D and D, and who also goes played, to PWG, and also wrestling. goes yep. to PWG, which everyone Let's is fucking missing. All remember that time when I practically got pregnant from just being in the same room as him and Sofia Vergara. I have to ask you about that oh. afterward, and I have to oh. be very <sighs> inappropriate. Just the for two of them at once. Oh, so yeah, tapping titles. Come on. Oof. Joe Manganiello very famously plays D and D. He talks about it all the time. If uh, here's a plug for something, if you want to watch Fandom Uncovered, uh, where we at, at Screen Junkies sent Roth Cornett, she got to talk to him about it. He's played with Big Show and a bunch of people so he posed he replied i do with like a photo of himself on like a men's magazine also matt mercer who is huge uh in the D world and in tabletop rpgs for doing the show critical role he replied both of these men are clearly fucking marks and they get it their <laughs> fans and many of my friends do the fuck not. And they got <laughs> real into their feels. And it's amazing because now he has created so much real heat for this match. And I don't know if the people who are, you he's know. so good. He's, he's so, so good, good. he does. He is so good. And he's baited so many people. And everyone's <laughs> like, you guys, he's a wrestler. But 
there there might be genuine people now who are like, because especially when Matt Mercer replied, he didn't just say like, oh, I play, I do it. He literally was like, he he plugged the match. He plugged yeah. Brand Cutler. Like he was doing yeah. the work to make this match work. And now MJF has been going against people all day. Now Brand Cutler has something. People who are into D&D love nothing more than <laughs> yeah. famous people who are into yeah. it. So now Brand's going to get some more fucking fans. This was so perfect and it was such a delight um he is truly some of his heel work i'm a little like bruh i love you but some things j- just don't translate but this <laughs> fucking baiting all of my nerd friends <laughs> mwah, fucking art i love him i i love him love i him. love him so much unequivocally i was this was one that i was like ah i'm just kind of bummed that hal's not here because i think hal would because hal the only person who loves uh mjf more than people in this room is hal loveland <laughs> I love when I feel I feel like that is the way that we tricked him into watching indie yeah, stuff and I love fully. it. So much joy. And that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week your hosts were our new friend, Rachel Millman. Hello, Hi. Lindsay Kelp along with me. me. Thank you for coming, Danielle Radford. Um Rachel, we'd plug your shit. We love nothing else <laughs> than for people to let everyone know where you can find great things that you're doing. All right. Well, you can find me on Venmo at Rachel-Millman. Um, <laughs> Yo, no shame. Uh, no, I'm fucking around. Uh, my Twitter is at Rachel Millman. I do a podcast. I'm relaunching it called WrestleSplania that you can find on Twitter at WrestleSplania. We are WrestleSplania on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can get podcasts, including this one. Um... And I also, if you care about gerrymandering and gerrymandering reform in a different vein, technically the reason I'm on this coast is because uh, my dad and I made a documentary about gerrymandering reform in Pennsylvania. It's called Line in the Street, and you can stream it on Vimeo or Amazon via Line in the Street. Just search that. Uh, And if you like it, check it out. And if you want to just chit chat, hit me up. I'm like a pretty nice person. Yes. Good, 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 good work. Kelk? Hi, I have books. I have books. Um, you can buy I Hot Hawaii is out right now. It's Thank a delightful you. romp. It's funny <laughs> and clever and good. It is um, and also children's books, Cinders and Sparks, if you would prefer to. That's also funny and clever and good, but like aimed more at children. There's much less cursing. And there's pictures. Yes, there's pictures if you don't like reading words. Words excellent are... pictures by an excellent illustrator, Pippa Koenig, not me. Words are stupid. Uh, <laughs> I... They only get us into trouble. So, <laughs> uh, well, not us, dumbasses. Um, I as... get myself in trouble a lot. I, I might do. get canceled for this. You don't know. <laughs> I, I swear, I'm nice. <laughs> um, as for me, as per usual, watch the honest trailers because um, that helps keep me employed. And that is on <laughs> Screen Junkies on YouTube. Um, also, I am the host of SJU on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And you can catch that on Fandom Entertainment. I write things. Sometimes I'm on Nerdist. Follow me on Twitter and I'll show you all the stuff that I'm doing. Our producer is 2 and 0 in fantasy football. Why would you admit that, Julian Burrell? <laughs> It's just like D and D, but for football and for jocks. So. Well, no, it's it's no, it's stats. It's and it also does often feel like a roll of the dice. You don't have control. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher, and also I meant, why would you admit that you're? Uh, oh, two and zero means you're winning. Yeah, I haven't lost yet. Oh. We're going undefeated this year. Look, I don't know things. It was bragging. Oh, it was, it was bragging. bragging. I thought that you were like, oh, I'm losing. Brag away, baby. Yeah, you brag. Bragging, I brag it. I, brag I insist upon it's it's the uh it's the other that I was like don't do that senior producer at maximum fun is Laura Swisher Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that don't forget with AEW coming up we're gonna be getting we're gonna be getting some more Mike into the mix I'm very excited for it keep up with us all week long on Facebook Twitter and Instagram links to all of those are in our show notes if you love what we do we love you thank you but also remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts shares with all of your friends thank you so much so 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 much to all of the max fund members who make this show possible legit could not do this without you guys we love you so much um and we might be having some exciting can i say this julian oh yeah yeah i can say that we might cross your fingers actually be having merch soon so i know y'all have been wanting it and that's what those five stars have helped us do so thank you so much uh and next week we will be back for more you guessed it wrestling ties and bites podcast ties and bites maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned 
audience supported.